Cedric Baxter is the perfect person and player to replace B. John Robinson at the 48. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Shout out to my grandpa, Jimmy Davis. He's been asking me to do that for a couple months now. So if you listen to Poppy, here goes your shout out. Cedric Baxter, right? We're talking about him today, why he is the perfect person and player to replace B. John Robinson on the 40 acres. And then we have the battle for the real UT tomorrow. Rodney Terry and the Texas men's basketball team heads to Knoxville, Tennessee to face off against Longhorn legend Rick Barnes and his top five Tennessee basketball team in the big 12 sec showcase is going to be a really fun game like i said to see who is the real ut coming off their 52 to 51 victory over tennessee and rick barnes last year the rematch is going to be special we talk about all of that today and more on today's episode of locked on longhorns part of the locked on podcast network your team every day cedric baxter is the perfect person and player to replace b john robinson at the 40 acres and chip brown of 24 7 did a really good piece on cedric baxter and what makes him special if you get a chance please go check it out please go read it um he really talked to his high school coaches his family and really just got you know the story uh, of cedric baxter growing up what makes him tick what makes him so special on the field and off the field so it's a really good piece uh on your future running back one at the university of texas go check that out if you can i read it that's kind of what inspired this segment I knew that Cedric Baxter was a special player on the field from the moment I watched the tape, right? You just saw a big running back that had that rare combination of size, speed, power, agility, right? His ability to just get downhill and be a get downfield and be a, a, you know, a home run hitter, right? At six, one, you know, a big running back, right? I think he's two thirteen now. That's what the article says. He came in at two Oh eight, but big physical running back that can get downhill and, and, you know, win some foot races the way he was able to do. It was really no secret or no question why he ended up being the number one running back on most sites, right? Based on what you saw on the tape. And you knew that what you watched from Cedric Baxter in high school, he had the potential to be the next great running back at the university of Texas. You saw somebody that you had confidence that could replace the production that B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson gave you hopefully over the next three to four years. But I knew that Cedric Baxter was a special person back in the summer of 2022 because we knew after Arch committed on June 23rd, we knew that Cedric Baxter pretty much was locked into the Texas Longhorns. I would say in July, definitely. But even in late June, if you follow recruiting, you pretty much knew that Cedric Baxter was coming to Texas. Right. And I think in June or July, speaking of 24 seven, they were like leaked a commitment post, (laughs) like saying that I think on his birthday. On Cedric Baxter's birthday, they leaked a commitment post saying that he was committed, right? And his commitment date wasn't until August. So we knew that he was locked into the Longhorns. But on the biggest day of his life, his commitment, he didn't make it about him. He made it about somebody else, his childhood best friend who had passed away at the age of eight. Cedric Baxter committed and announced his commitment on his childhood best friend's birthday who passed away. And like I said, on the biggest day of his life, when everything was about him, when he was getting ready for his commitment ceremony, he spent that morning taking flowers and balloons to his childhood best friend's grave. 
on the biggest day of his life when everything was about him, he made it about somebody else. That's when I knew Cedric Baxter, the person, was special, right? In the summer of 2021, Cedric Baxter went on a mission trip to Guatemala to help build housing for the underserved. Special person, special player, right? And this is a quote directly from his high school coach, Cameron Duke, high school coach at Edgewater High School in Orlando, Florida. I think the thing that stands out about Cedric Baxter is just his character and who he is. Since he arrived on campus, he was pretty much a leader from the get-go and an extremely hardworking young man. He just knew how to lead people pretty well. He developed as a leader and just was beloved on our campus. He was loved by his teachers. He carried a 3.8 GPA and stayed humble, right? They talked about how he was just so grateful and gracious for his teammates. They talked about how he constantly invited his teammates over to the house, right? Especially the offensive line. He knows where his bread is buttered, right? Especially the offensive line. Uh, his family, his mom would cook for them and, and really take care of them. He really was just, you know, so interested and so invested in making sure that his teammates were good and, you know, that he continued to be a good leader for them, really from the moment he stepped on campus, right? Not just as a junior, as a senior, but from the moment he stepped on the football team, he was a natural leader, right? Special person, special player. And I think that he's the perfect person to replace Bijan. And it's kind of ironic because the article mentioned that in Bijan's free time, when he's not training for the draft, he's been dropping in on Cedric Baxter and kind of helping him with the playbook, helping him pick up the intricacies of the offense, right? They've already told Cedric Baxter and his family that they expect him to have a big role this year. That's one of the reasons that I guess in three weeks of him being on campus, he's already put on five pounds of muscle. He's went from 208 pounds to 213 pounds. And when you talk about Cedric Baxter and B. John Robinson, their play styles don't really match, but the way that they were recruited is kind of eerily similar to me. Because when you looked at it, in the 2022 uh, 2020 class, it was all about Zach Evans, right? Out of North Shore in Houston. It was all about Zach Evans. You know, everybody was, was focused on Zach Evans. And then the Texas staff kind of pivoted towards B. John Robinson, right? Making him the focus of their recruitment at the running back position. And three years later, I would say that they made the right decision. What's similar in the 2023 class with Cedric Baxter, right? Because at first it was all Ruben Owens. Ruben, he's a hell of a player, right? It was all Ruben Owens, Ruben Owens, Ruben Owens. But they pivoted to Cedric Baxter because the Shard choice, who the family and Cedric Baxter credit as being the biggest reason they came to the University of Texas, had been recruiting him since he was at Georgia Tech when Cedric Baxter was a freshman. And so Cedric, I mean, Tashar Choice kept saying, no, we need to check out this kid in Orlando, right? They pivoted to him, landed his commitment, and hopefully, a la Zach Evans and B. John Robinson, three years from now, we're saying the decision to go get Cedric Baxter, that was the right decision. Right. They've told him that he's going to get a lot of playing time this year. He's obviously your future running back one at the University of Texas. And like I said, his relationship with Tashar Choice was the biggest reason that he decided to come to UT. But they also have, he said, the track record of Steve Sarkeesian's offense and his ability to use big running backs. Right. He mentioned Lindell White. I don't know if, if Lindell White is the best comparison for Cedric Baxter. Najee Harris, a little bit of, of a better comparison. He said that that. You know, seeing big running backs thrive in this offense is something that he wanted to be a part of and the ability to play right away. Like I said, Cedric Baxter is going to have a big role this year. I know we got some Jonathan Brooks truthers, you know, watching and listening to this. And I love him as a player, but Cedric Baxter is going to have a big role this year. Right. On the field, 
I talked about it earlier, special player, right? That rare power, speed, agility, you know, ability to break tackles, run around tackles, all of that. He just has it all, everything you would want as a running back. In high school, he had over 4,000 scrimmage yards and 43 touchdowns, but he only had 18 catches and one touchdown, which is kind of weird in the receiving game because Cedric Baxter started his football career as a wide receiver, right? He's only been playing running back, I think, for like three, four years. Okay. And his high school coach said that it was a mistake not getting him the ball more in the receiving game, right? He felt like he probably had the most natural and the best hands on the team, right? And so we definitely know in Steve Sarkeesian's offense where Bijan Robinson had 80 catches over three years, even though it wasn't all in Sark's offense, that Cedric Baxter is going to have to be a, a big piece of the passing game. And, you know, from what Cedric Baxter has said and what his high school coaches said and from what I've seen on tape, I don't think that'll be a problem for Cedric Baxter. But of course, you know, <laughs> he's going to make his name in the running game. Right. And like I said, that rare combination of size, speed, agility and power is what makes him great. This is what makes him the number one running back in the country coming into college. In the article, they talked about his upright running style, right, at 6'1", 213. And that upright running style has drawn comparisons to Leonard Fournette, Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, Eric Dickerson, and Marcus Allen, right? Those are some hefty and lofty expectations for somebody who hasn't taken a snap yet in college. But, hey, <laughs> he's wearing that burnt orange and white, so I love it. This is a quote from a rival coach in high school that went against Cedric Baxter. He is faster than you think. He is strong. He has great feet and hands. He runs between, through, and around the tackles. He is not a dancer. He is a one-cut, home-run type player. Special person, special player, the perfect person, the perfect player to replace B. John Robinson at the 40 Acres. I am ready for the C4 era at the University of Texas. The battle for the real UT. Rodney Terry, Rick Barnes, tomorrow in Knoxville. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, as I mentioned, tomorrow we have the SEC Big 12 Showcase, Texas Longhorns, the Tennessee Volunteers, Battle for the Real UT, huge game for Tennessee, who is 17-3, and three, a top-five team. Um, just to continue their season, they have national championship aspirations, a veteran team, and they lost this game to Texas last year in Rick Barnes' return to Austin. And six players from this current Tennessee team, played in that game last year so I think they're going to be heavily motivated to try to get a win in Knoxville tomorrow Ronnie Terry and this Texas men's basketball team this is a really big game for them you know Ronnie Terry is 10 and 2 since he took over as the acting head coach but I wouldn't say he has a signature win just yet his best win was a comeback win against a ranked TCU team but this would be his first signature win as the acting head coach at the University of Texas similar to 
Chris Beard getting his signature win, I guess, last year against Kansas and then this year uh, against Gonzaga. So big opportunity for Rodney Terry and this Texas men's basketball team statement game, legacy game, (laughs) like I like to say, uh, for Rodney Terry tomorrow. And before, like I said, it's a big game for both teams. Before I get into the matchup, allow me to make this about me for a little bit. So as I've said on a few episodes this week, this was the first sporting event I ever covered for the Lockdown Podcast Network. My first episode last year, January 31st, 2022, was reacting to this game that happened on January 29th. So um, it's really cool for me to have been here for a year. It's really cool for all of this to have come full circle. And now uh, a year later, I'm covering the rematch after my first ever episode uh, was about the first game last year that Texas won 52 to 51. And like I said, uh, both teams are going to be really invested in winning this game. Both teams are 17 and three. Both teams have national championship aspirations. They're battling for the real UT. And like I said, 11 players in this game participated in the game last year. So it's going to be a chippy, tough, gritty, um, really grinded out type basketball game, right? And the biggest reason for that is because Tennessee and Rick Barnes have the number one scoring defense in the country in college basketball. They are allowing 53.7 points per game, which is nuts in college basketball these days. And they've only allowed 70 points twice this season. They just are a really sound defensive team. And especially on the road in that environment, it's going to be tough for the Texas men's basketball team. That's why I think this is Rodney Terry's biggest opportunity to get a statement win. Right. At least thus far. And then, you know, two days later, you're back in the Moody Center against the Baylor Bears. The rebounding advantage. Right. I think Texas averages about 34 rebounds per game. Tennessee averages close to 40. Right. They're a top 16 team in the country in terms of rebounding. You cannot let them out rebound you. Right. Significantly. And you definitely can't let them get second chance opportunities on the boards. Right. So that's something that Texas is going to have to make sure that they do, especially on the road. Right. (laughs) You know, where it's tough and. You know, the refs might be a little favorite to the home crowd. It's a a lot of noise. You know, it's hard to win road games. And so you got to make sure that you win the rebounding advantage or at least don't lose it by a big enough margin to lose the game. And then what I think is interesting about this Tennessee offense, right, it's not as proficient as the Texas offense, but they have six players averaging at least nine points per game. Texas has four players averaging double figures, but we know if you watch the Texas basketball team, it's really the Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen get a bucket show most of the times. And then everybody else kind of fits in, you know, off of that. But when you have a team like this, where six players can beat you, right. Equivalently, I don't even know if that's a word, right. Six players can beat you equally. That's a word for sure. I think that makes it tough on a Texas team because you can't sleep on anybody on defense, right? You constantly have to be alert because everybody on the court is a threat to score at all times. And so, like I said, with six players being really big focal points of this offense, this Texas basketball team is going to have to pay a lot of attention to detail on the defensive side to make sure that they don't give up easy baskets. Now on the converse, the keys to victory is they're going to have to find a way to get easy baskets against a team that only allows 53.7 points per game and is the number one team in the country in scoring defense. You can't rely on being able to efficiently execute in the half court every time down the floor, right? How many baskets can you get in transition? Tennessee averages 13 turnovers a game. That's not a lot, but you can turn that 13 turnovers into points or how many, or however many turnovers they have, right? You have to turn those into points. Can you get to the free throw line, right? Like I said, it's going to be tough to execute in the half court offense. How many times can you shoot free throws and how many of those free throws 
can you make, right? You have to get some easy baskets against the best defensive team in the country. The big four has to show up, right? Big time players make big time plays in big time games. Marcus Carr, Serge Barry Rice, Timmy Allen, and Tyrese Hunter are giving you about 48 points per game. I think they have to match that or give you even more to beat Tennessee on the road tomorrow. Like I said earlier, you have to match their rebounding, right? They out-rebound you by five rebounds a game. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country, one of the best rebounding teams in the country. For you to have a chance to win this game, you have to compete with them on every you know possession for rebounds. And that rebounding has to be pretty close uh, for Texas to get a win in this game. And you have to match their intensity. Like I said, this is a tough, gritty team, a veteran team, experienced team that can defend without fouling. Right. They get in your face and they make you make tough decisions. And I think they're going to throw a lot of different things at us defensively, similar to that Iowa State game where Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr shot well from the field, but they didn't take a lot of shots. Right. They got frustrated and kind of had to give the ball up. You know, Iowa State did a good job of taking the ball out of their hands and making other players beat them, which we were unable to do. I wouldn't be surprised if Rick Barnes comes into this game and says, I'm not going to let Timmy Allen or Marcus Carr beat us. Right. And then you're going to have to rely on. Your other players, good thing this Texas team can go eight to nine deep. But can those other six to seven players carry you to victory if they take Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen out of the game? And then, like I said, this is a really tough team, especially in the half court. You're not going to be able to efficiently execute in the half court all game. But at some point, you're going to have to take and make tough shots. Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr, they're going to have to take and make some tough shots against the Tennessee defense in isolation to win this game it's a big opportunity for rodney terry who jason jordan has said is killing the interview and this is another chance for him to kill the interview uh, against this tennessee basketball team and then on monday you face off against baylor at home in the moody center so on tuesday we're going to know a lot more about this basketball team than we do right now right but pressure uh, either creates diamonds or burst pipes right and we're going to see what this texas men's basketball team under rodney terry can do in their biggest challenge yet i think right since facing off or the biggest challenge yet since ronnie terry became the acting head coach of the texas men's basketball team have a great weekend everybody hook them